Welcome to Corruption of Child Protective Services. I am your host, David Shore. Number one, if I hadn't said it before, welcome to my new listeners in India. That is now up to 11 countries, and I really appreciate that. Now, the title of this episode is going to be how corruption has taken over the state of Indiana, and specifically the Indiana Department of Child Services. Now, I always mention Indiana because that is where I'm from. There are other states and other countries, and I do understand that. But what I'm about ready to say today will show how Indiana is trying to be the leader of DCS adoptions but for corruption for abuse on children for not watching over children the way they should Indiana definitely leads the way I'll give you a good example remember I said the one former DCS worker who failed to meet once a month with the children that were in state's care and who falsified reports well my faithful and loyal listeners that is just one there's another one two months prior a former DCS worker is up on several charges dealing with abuse on a child in his care Oh, but we're not done. January of last year, a DCS worker, former DCS worker, and former Department of Corrections employee, i.e. officer, have multiple counts of abuse. And this one is going to give you, throw you for a loop. It's none other than their own daughter was accused of molesting a child. Now, what makes this case so interesting is that the husband, the Indiana DOC former employee, when the child tried to state what happened, he stated, according to this article, watch what you're saying. Now, if that's not intimidation, I don't know what is. Now, CPS says they're here to protect the children. Eric Holcomb, on the one gentleman in December of 2019, he was shocked to hear that an employee of the state would actually do these things. Well, Governor Holcomb, I hate to tell you, it's been happening more and more under your administration. Those that are in Indiana, when I really get into this, let me just say that maybe you shouldn't be voting for Holcomb. Maybe you should vote him out. Because let's round up the scores, as they say. So far, we have had four state employees DCS and at least one 
IDOC, Indiana Department of Corrections officer or former, to be accused and charged with multiple counts of abuse on children, bodily injury, or severe bodily injury. We have had, in Indiana, under this governor, we have had, let's see, around 13 appeals from 2017 all the way to this year. Reversals of wrongful termination of parental rights. Yes, folks, you heard it right. 13. Oh, let's not forget about the current lawsuit going on with those nine special needs children. Oh, yeah. In my next episode, I will devote an entire episode to reading to you the exact complaint that they filed. This is online. You can get it anywhere. Anyhow, as you can see, this is what Indiana has since this governor's taken over. Now, of course, him is Miss Stigma Stigden are going to say, oh, well, look at all the good we've done. Oh, yeah. Uh, Miss Stigden, how come there's only 2,406 children that the D Department of Child Services has stated was adopted out? Yet you, Governor Holcomb, has stated that the state in 2019 adopted out 2,489. Where are those additional 83 children? Hmm. Well, let's get to this, shall we? All right. Now, the Herald Bulletin, the author of this article is Ken D. La Bestide, B-A-S-T-I-D-E, December 2nd, 2019. DCS caseworker charged with neglect of child under his supervision. That caseworker's name happens to be Spencer Osborne. His lawyer is Philip Sheward, S-H-E-W-A-R-D. If I pronounce it wrong, I do apologize. Under him, he, at that time last year, he was charged with two level three felony of neglect of dependent resulting in serious bodily injury and two level five felony counts of neglect of a dependent resulting in bodily injury. But hey, let's go back even further. Let's take the Wayback Machine, shall we, folks? On April 25th, 2018, the Indy Star, Fox 59. Baby who died due to extensive trauma was on DCS radar since December of 2017. Now, the DCS was contacted by the hospital on 12-27-2018. In 2018, actually 2017, sorry. The hospital staff contacted DCS after child was brought in with a fractured leg as well as bruising and swelling around baby's eyes. When the baby was brought in later, 
in April of 2018. The baby had bruises all over baby's body and bite marks on the baby's scrotum. The baby later died. The parents, yes, they were charged. But it just shows you how DCS in Indiana operates. It really gets me upset. Here, they're saying, and Governor Holcomb was very upset, very distraught. Governor Holcomb, you just trying to save your own ass. And it's not just Governor Holcomb, but he's the one that uh, is getting the blunt of it. While doing my research, I saw a couple other articles. These articles was about DCS employees as whistleblowers, stating how it really was in there that there was abuse going on in 2011 and 2013. When I clicked on those articles, it said error, article not found. Now, Governor Holcomb, don't you think that's kind of interesting how your dirty laundry is being aired out, especially you, Ms. Stigden, but whoever was DCS director and governor in 2011 and 2013 and other articles, that they're gone? Ladies and gentlemen, I wonder who was governor from 2008 to 2016. Hmm. You can do the math. Just Google it up. But I bet you you find out who the governor of Indiana was during that time and who the DCS director was or the directors because there may have been more than one during this time. But I have to say, (laughs) things are getting very interesting. When we come back, I will be going over a couple of things. And I have a little surprise. And the surprise, well, I don't want to give away too much. We'll be back. back. Now, what I'm about ready to go over, you probably have heard from my previous episodes. This is from the Tripstar.com. DCS governor sued over level of care for vulnerable children by Victoria Ratliff, the statehousefile.com, Indianapolis, June 26, 2019. A disability rights group has sued the state's Department of Child Services to force change at an agency that has high numbers of children and an overburdened foster care system. Now, this was brought on by the Indiana Disability Rights, an Indianapolis organization that advocates on behalf of children, filed the civil rights lawsuit in U.S. District Court in Evansville on Tuesday on behalf of all children in the DCS system. It identifies nine children who are in the foster care system as representative plaintiffs in the case. 
Now, before I go on any further, I want to touch real briefly on this Spencer Osborne. Now, in that case, he, the child was returned back where the child eventually wound up in the hospital. Now, Mr. Osborne states that he just can't just willy-nilly just return the child. He has to get permission from his supervisor as well as the child advocate, such as this Indiana Disability Rights. Um, like Melissa Keys, the legal director. So in other words, it's not as if the DCS worker can just decide, oh, okay, I'm just going to return the child. has to go through proper protocols. So, yes, was the caseworker responsible? Yes, but also his supervisor and whoever the legal advocate is for the child is also responsible for returning that child. That means that either the mother went through all the classes and they said, okay, you went through the classes, no problem. Or there was something wrong with the child because one of the things that the doctor noticed was that the child was malnourished. That means then that there was a time when from the time the DCS worker dropped the child back off to the time when the child was looked at in the hospital. That child would have had to go through abuse like you wouldn't believe. And you mean that before they went to the hospital that that child was not seen by a doctor? Possibly. But this is a complete breakdown of the DCS. Hey, Miss Stigden, this was back in what? That was back in December of last year that they brought this up. And the year before, you were still the director. And you're stating that this has been going on and you didn't know? Folks, are you seeing why I get upset at these people? So, it's a multi-step process. Children are either not, who are being abused, are not, no one's taking them seriously, or they pick these kids up, then they return them back to the home. Now, is the mother responsible, or was that child being abused and malnourished in the system? That's something that the article does not say. And that is something we have to actually get down to the bottom of. I mean, if you want Eric Holcomb for another four years and you want Terry Stigden to be the DCS director, then don't be too surprised if in, in another four years you get double the amount of articles that talk about this. Terry J. Stigden leads Indiana's Department of Child Services it is, quote, it is traumatic enough being separated from your parents, but to then be further traumatized by a system meant to protect is terrible, says Melissa Keys, Ligure Director for Indiana Disability Rights. 
In addition to the agency, Director Terry Stigton and Governor Eric Holcomb are named in the lawsuit. DCS declined to comment on the pending litigation. Holcomb's office did not respond to a request for comment Wednesday. In other words, they don't want to admit that they fucked up. They don't want to admit that they screwed the pooch on this one. Well, they've been screwing the pooch ever since Holcomb and Stigden got in office. I mean, for crying out loud, Mary Beth Bonaventura, she resigned. She resigned under this. And ever since she resigned, and Ms. Bonaventura, if you're listening, you were right. More kids are being abused, but they're not by their family. It's by the very system, by the very agency that says they're there to protect the children, yet time after time after time, there's been abuse and neglect on the side of DCS. It's not on the parents. And Ms. Stigden, I don't care. You want to use the opioid epidemic as an excuse why your system, why your agency, which in each county has to answer to your office. This gets me pissed off. Then again, people listening know that that. But look at this. I'll give you something. Currently, DCS has 22,000 children who are in the legal or physical custody of DCS or an organization with whom DCS has a special relationship. More than 14,300 children of, the, of these children are in out-of-home care. IDR works at the state level to protect individuals with disabilities by advocating on their behalf and regularly looks at facilities who serve those with disabilities. One of which was a place called Goldenrod. Well, last year, around January, February last year, they closed their doors unexpectedly. I said, no, my son was at Goldenrod. Now, you tell me, why would you close your doors if you have a contract with the state? Unless, of course, you know the state is abusing the kids. That you know... Maybe they closed their doors because maybe DCS asked them to do things that they didn't want to do. I don't know. All I do know is now I don't know who's running the facility that my son is currently at. My son has autism. It's supposed to be a group home, therapeutic. Sounds like it's anything but... After examining private secured facilities... Licensed by DCS, IDR, the Indiana Disability Rights officials noticed they weren't at the quality level they expected. IDR reported its findings to DCS, but eventually realized that nothing was happening. IDR officials said they believed the agency wasn't doing what it should to make sure the facilities were up to standard. IDR then contacted with a Better Childhood, a national advocacy group for children at Kirkland and Ellis, a global law firm, to help them with the lawsuit. <sighs> Folks, I know that you hear me. I know that you're probably wondering, probably even asking, why is he getting so excited? Because this is going on since th- under this governor. 
at least we've seen it's going on with this governor. And so the question should still bother you. Why under this governor, and under this administration, under this DCS director, and not under any others? I mean, they have had, like I, 13 reversals of wrongful termination of termination of parental rights. That's since Terry Stigden took over. Not to mention the lawsuit that I'm reading now. Now, I will say right now, there is another lawsuit going to be going in. And yours truly will give you all that information after tomorrow. But I will say this. This next segment, I think you're going to find very interesting. Because it's a legal case involving suppression of evidence. And that does apply to the Department of Child Services, Child Protective Services, or whatever title they want to give themselves. So stay tuned. The ride is only beginning. Welcome back. Okay, folks. Now, I'm going to go over a few more things. So, bear with me, okay? Now, what we got here is during the 2019 legislative session, lawmakers provided additional funding for DCS. Although it was less than requested, DCS's budget was raised by $243 million for 2020 and $223 million for 2021, bringing the total budget to around $800 million a year. $800 million? kidding I mean come on people two laws were passed during the session to help change DCS policies Senate enrolled act one authorized by Senator Aaron Hutchin a Republican from Salem Indiana provides additional support for foster families House enrolled act 1006 authored by Rep- Representative Greg Stewart also a Republican from Avon, Indiana, extends the age foster children can receive services to 21 and updates the DCS caseload standard to comply with national guidelines. So that's how they were able to adopt 2,489 children, yet only record 2,406. So, wow, they must have pocketed a good amount of change, wouldn't you say? During an event on June 13th, Stigden said that the annual turnover rate for family case managers is down nearly 19% in 2017. The turnover rate was nearly 1 in 3, while the rate dropped to almost 1 in 4 in 2018. Jeez. Keyes said legislators and policymakers are too focused on statistics such as caseload numbers or number of employees and not on the root cause of the issues. 
Wow, hey, yeah, let's look at numbers. Let's not look at people. Let's not look at the fact that the problem is actually in your own system. Yeah, you know, this is an ongoing problem. This isn't just something that they said, oh, well, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. Then again, a politician who doesn't follow through with what they say. Wow, hey, folks, we know that that never happens. <laughs> you heard the sarcasm in me. Let's see. Quote, what we're mainly looking at is more the systematic philosoph philosophical policy and practice change. She said, this is keys. So, so children like Sarah O, who is named in a lawsuit, get, get the level of care they need. Now, I did say I was going to talk about a law. Well, this is something I don't even think Ms. Stigden wants me to talk about. But you know something, I really don't care. I think you people listening to me long enough figured that out. A... Um, Nancy C. Jacobs, Chief Deputy Prosecuting Attorney, 91st Judicial Circuit, Switzerland County, wrote Discovery and the Brady Doctrine. Now, it was quoted, first quote was, A prosecutor's broad duty of disclosure springs not simply from a defendant's right to present a complete defense, but also from a prosecutor's special status as a representative of a government whose interest in a criminal prosecution is not that it shall win a case, but that justice shall be done. This is Berger v. United States. It is a 1935 case. Now, this also applies to DCS cases, even though they say it's not a criminal case. It applies to civil matters, too. Now, the requisites for a Brady violation, has the state failed to disclose evidence, is the evidence favorable to the accused, and is the evidence material? Or if you're accused of abusing your children, they have to disclose all reports, medical, psychological, psychiatric. If they do, if they do anything like physical or a mental examination on you or a drug test they have the right to look well they have the right to do it but also you have a right to have that evidence now who is the state individual prosecutor other prosecutors and employees in the prosecutor's office law enforcement agencies connected to the investigation local state federal jail, DCS, expert witnesses. You know, what you don't know can hurt you. K. Kyles v. Whit Whitley, that's a 1995 case, states, the individual prosecutor has a duty to learn of any favorable evidence known to the others acting on the government's behalf in the case. So, if, let's say, you're charged with abuse of your child, they have, and it's a DCS case, DCS and, or CPS, they can't suddenly say, well, we're not going to give over that evidence. We're not going to give the reports or anything. 
according to this, they do. Now, what is favorable evidence? Number one, how about evidence that suggests the defendant did not commit the crime? You know, that would actually be a good one. But hey, that's just me. How about evidence that reduces the defendant's culpability? You know, if it reduces the fact that, hey, you may not have had anything to do with it after all. Anything that reduces a prosecution's witness's credibility. In other words, someone says, oh yeah, I saw him do this, yet there's evidence that shows otherwise. Anything that is good for the defendant. <laughs> but here's one you should hear. Duty to preserve evidence. Now the defendants must show state acted in bad faith. That's basically mean that, oh yeah, I turned everything over, yet you find out that they have something they should have turned over. That's a Brady violation, and that's also the state acting in bad faith. The defendant could not have secured comparable evidence elsewhere. In other words, if the state has medical reports or psychological reports, they have to turn it over. They can't suddenly say, oh no. Because they're part of the state, and if it's a state's prosecution, then the state is liable to turn everything over. The evidence was material. In other words, everything that could exonerate you. Now, Indiana courts in Brady failure to disclose benefits to a witness. Goodner v. State, 99. Gardner v. State, 2000, Williams v. State, 99. Failure to disclose expert witness prior opinion, Bunch v. State, 2012. Now, there's a statutory discovery obligation, and you got the alibi defense, the testimony of laboratory analysis, child pornography and discovery, and of course, the IRPC Rule 3.8D. Now I can go through everything else, but you get the general idea. In any criminal court proceedings, they have to turn everything over. I mean, I could tell you anything. But uh, like I always tell you, look it up yourself. Okay? But above all, in this election, and especially in states like Indiana, and those, my Indiana listeners, especially in the South Bend area, Indianapolis, I think it's time that you really think, do you want Eric Holcomb and Terry Stigden for another four years? Or do you want to try someone new? If you want the abuse to continue to happen, keep Holcomb and Stigden. If you say, hey, we've had enough, Early voting is going on right now in Indiana and in other states. You don't like the way CPS has been operating, and especially in Indiana? <laughs> then you know what to do. Get out to the polls. Vote. Let's see how they like it when they're on the outside looking in. Let's see how they like it when more lawsuits happen. To my listeners in Indiana... Get out and vote, but above all, get down to your county courthouse 
get down to the federal courthouse in South Bend. It's on Main Street, 204 South Main Street. Go in, tell them you need the title 1983 or just say you need a 1983 lawsuit. They'll just ask you how many people you're suing and go from there. Fill the whole thing out. And for people in other countries, if you don't like the way things are going and you have the opportunity to vote them out, I am telling you right now, vote them out. Don't give them another opportunity. Don't let them abuse your kids. And hey, people in other states and other countries, if they continue doing what they're doing, say, hey, wow, you're trying to be like Eric Holcomb, Governor Eric Holcomb in the state of Indiana in the United States? What, you want to top them in abuse cases and wrongful termination of parental rights so you can adopt these kids out so you can get and get awards and everything from the federal government? The Trump administration does not need this headache. Unless, of course, the Trump administration endorsed it. Now, remember, Assistant Secretary Lynn Johnson is part of the Department of Children and Families in the, on the federal level. Isn't it something? We put these people in power and the last debate Joe Biden talked about family where the president talked about the country. Now the country is important but it's families that actually make up the country. Let's not confuse the two. The family should come first. When you take care of the family, you take care of the country. This is David Shore for Corruption of Child Protective Services. The next episode, like I said, I've got an announcement to make. And when I you hear it, it's going to definitely encourage you to follow and to do more than just sit there. And for families that have actually appealed the Department of Child Services for wrongful termination of parental rights and you won your case, congratulations. For those of you that did not, put in a lawsuit one way or the other. You're going to win. And for Governor Holcomb and Terry and DCS Director Stigden, the days are counting down, and I think your time is over. After all, you said you were going to correct this problem. You had that group that studied you. You were supposed to make the changes. You've done nothing. You ignore the Supreme Court, you ignore Indiana Supreme Court, you ignore the Appellate Court of Indiana. Well, folks, after this November, Indiana may very well have a new governor. And hopefully this new governor will get rid or ask for Terry Stignan's resignation and put someone else in there that actually cares about the family. David Shore for Corruption of Child Protective Services. 
Have a good day.